I need to tell one more possum story. I'm sorry. But then I will. It'll be very brief. Possum yarns. Um. So we, when I was in high school, or sorry, when my brother was in high school, we had a Danish exchange student. Okay. And he was sitting in our backyard and... um. We have like a, a fence going around our backyard. It was at night. I think he was smoking a cigarette being bad because he was European and cool. Cool. Um, there was like a, a fence going around our backyard and it's nighttime and he runs back in, this Danish guy, runs back into the house and is like, I saw a bear. I saw a bear. <laughs> and my parents are like, sometimes there's bears, but it's probably not a bear. Um, and they went out and they saw what it was and it was a possum sitting on top of that fence and like they don't have possums in Denmark and he just saw the big teeth and that it was up high and was like it's a bear I don't blame him I don't blame him Welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, introduces professional wrestling to new fan, Rachel Millman. Hi. What's up? What's up? What's up? I like that I'm just, my main entrance every time in terms of when you're like, hello and welcome, is that I just go for like the biggest Muppet impression I can do it's good. every it, time. It's good to like fake energy to start these. <laughs> I mean, that's... I always, and What a Time to Be Alive, we have a uh, uh, theme song that we play like before we start. And I am always dancing during the theme song. Oh. It's like the lamest shit ever. Do you remember when I was dancing on the floor during the Ron Funches episode? <laughs> yeah, I do, I and do. Was like, but okay, so like as the, this may come as a shock to anybody ever who's ever interacted with me but I used to be a theater kid <laughs> and but it's but a lot of the physical warm-ups really do work they are very helpful yeah they're it's true. super helpful I mean some of them definitely get into like goofier territory oh they're uh corny as shit but they yeah, do help but I love them that whenever I'd like do I, it doesn't happen all that much anymore but in, I feel like it would happen more in Austin I would occasionally do stand up on shows with improv troops and watching them do all their warm-ups before we'd all like Have go ever- on was uh the, the i was like secondhand embarrassed for them what were some of their warm-ups because i've definitely done some oh i don't even they would just be off in a corner and i wouldn't know what they were doing but it would look like some fucking cult initiation have, have you ever seen the one where they're like tossing um the repeated phrases to zip up Zip zaps up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But you do it with like pheasant plucker or um, slit a sheet. I don't know that one. Do you want to know pheasant plucker? It's a good like pronu- like enunciation exercise. I'm already embarrassed. No, it's like, good. I'm already like I'm having a stress response to you saying this. Like <laughs> I hate these so much. I'm not like the, I can't even. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the <laughs> pheasant plucker son, and I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker's done. I'd pluck another pheasant were it pleasant here to. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave. Pheasant pluckers are a bit down on their luck. I did it. I did it. I didn't sleep that much. Otherwise, I get through it a lot cleaner. <laughs> um, but thank you for not making me do that before we start the podcast every time. I appreciate it. I that. don't think we would be on like episode 20, whatever, <laughs> if I made you do that every time. <laughs> I love the idea of like somebody getting into wrestling coming from that world and like doing those kind of improv exercises before they wrestle and everyone else is just like. Oh my god! Who is the wrestler oh that god. you think does like red leather, yellow leather, and pheasant plucker? And I slid a sheet. I bet. I bet. I, I want to know it. who backstage. John Cena at, does it at WWE. Is going. John Cena does I it. I slid a sheet. A sheet. I slid upon a slitted sheet. I said. All right, we get it, Rachel. <laughs> we fucking get it. You're articulate. Good job. 
This is me. Can we please not talk about improv exercises anymore? <laughs> I'm begging you. I'm, I'm like white knuckling the couch right now. <laughs> I have become sensitive about some things people have said about the way I talk. So this is me overcompensating in the most unhealthy manner possible. <laughs> Our bonus content's just going to be ASMR of you doing like... Speaking of unhealthy things let's talk about wrestling yeah hey (laughs) so good at transition that was awesome that was perfect um this is i'm excited to do this episode this is a very um unusual sort of like background for an episode for us like i i and i think that this speaks to your sort of advancing knowledge of wrestling so i'm very proud Yeah. yeah i'm very proud so today's episode is about uh a man by the name of adam cole baby baby <laughs> and the reason we are doing this episode is because rachel asked me to and i think this is the first one Obviously, like, there have been people who I've said, I want to do an episode on this, and you'd go, I would love to know about them, or that would be great. But this one, you were like, I want to do an episode about Adam Cole. And I was not hesitant, but was just sort of like, huh, like, I'm not super into Adam Cole. So this is, like, the first time that we're doing something where it's not, I picked it because I like it, and I'm introducing it to you. We're doing it because you were interested in him, And uh, it was really fun for me. And I feel like I found a lot of things to like about him that I maybe hadn't paid much attention to before. So I'm excited about that. It's uh, from what I knew about Adam Cole and like just it was all peripheral stuff because in learning about other people, I always saw him on the side. Um, And I was like, he he matches the trajectory of a lot of guys we like. Big indie star, obvious like dirtbag tendencies, our favorite. Um, and then moved into WWE and he seems to be have well, WWE seems to love him or at least yeah. NXT does. Yeah. 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 That's um, absolutely and true. And I thought that was a very interesting arc for our show and like what we like to see in our guys. I just think it's interesting because he was in the first thing you watched with me, but before uh-huh. the show, we yep. watched NXT takeover, uh, Philadelphia and we watched him versus Aleister Black in that ladder match. And I feel like you immediately keyed into what Adam Cole is about, or you were just like, this guy lives in the garbage. Like, this is a piece of trash. I got horny. Yeah. <laughs> a hot piece of <laughs> shit. And uh, what it was was the eyebrow raise when Aleister Black threw the kendo stick. Yes. Yeah. And he screamed, You're so stupid. And I was like, Wow, I'm going to love this. This is going to be my new hobby. Yeah. And I'm here. Exactly. Six months later. So I like that we can sort of return to that and explore it a little deeper. So Adam Cole, he is, you know, we've uh we've said it before, we'll say it again. Quoting esteemed uh, West Coast producer Hunk Tears, Adam and Cole. And Hunkologist. And Hunkologist. So this uh, opinion comes with a lot of weight. Adam Cole, prettiest possum in the Denny's dumpster. Just a piece of garbage. He elevates possums, though. A beautiful trash dweller is what he is. He's a little trash mouth, and I love him. <laughs> uh, we can't call him Little King Trash Mouth, though, because that's Swimp, a raccoon. And right. I, this is already too online. So Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, um, I want to give a little bit of background if anybody doesn't know. As, as Rachel said, Indie Guy is working in NXT now. Um, started in a promotion called CZW, which we have not watched. Um, but 
CZW, it, for anybody who doesn't know, I don't know if Rachel knows this, is primarily... That's the one where people get their heads chopped open a lot, right? Yeah, it's primarily known for deathmatch wrestling. So, um, Nick, Nick Gage is like a CZW champion. <laughs> like MDK. Yeah, um, MDK. So, Adam Cole worked in CZW and sort of capitalized on being hot as like a heel gimmick and like it made I think it made a lot of CZW fans kind of uncomfortable like LB helped us out uh putting this together because LB is a, a much bigger Adam Cole fan than I am and is a regular attendee of PWG so has seen Adam Cole many times so uh LB was like yeah he got like a lot of weird homophobic shit from CZW fans just to like couldn't take that he was hot like just couldn't but resolve their own that immediately feeling. <laughs> is such a smart thing of like i'm hot and you hate me exactly That's no it's perfect perfect healed them it's so it's so smart but we're so we've already talked about that sort of like as a hot girl mean girl thing with like bailey and i'm not with sasha and bailey because like sasha was the heel because she was the hot girl but it's so much it's very very interesting to see that through the lens of masculinity. Yeah, and well, you had an interesting point about not only does the crowd relate to him differently, I think that especially for like a CZW crowd, which is probably, I'm going to venture to guess, skews more masculine. Um, Based on the death matches I have been to, <laughs> yeah. which is one. Um, <laughs> probably skews more masculine. So their relationship to an attractive male heel is different than their relationship to an attractive female heel. And I, it seems like uh, Adam Cole really understood that. But also you made an interesting point of how other wrestlers relate to him. Oh. And his attractiveness. The clips we watched for this. So I'm sure people have noticed this, that we tend to watch longer stuff and then a couple short clips. Mm -hmm. The short clips are all like... Adam Cole in like possibly the most engineered in a lab wrestling content for me of all time. Adam Cole and Kenny Omega sing Carly Rae Jepsen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and then it was uh, Dustin's weird crush on him. And like, so what I think is really fascinating about that is that like, we talk so often on this show about how this is such a unique framing of masculinity and the processing of masculinity. But to watch other wrestlers interact with Adam Cole and not know how to deal with the fact that he is objectively attractive to them <laughs> and how they work that out in the ring. I think Dustin actually processes... I don't, this man is very attractive feelings about him the best, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to ascribe too much to it. I, I think Chuck Taylor as a character uh, is invested in processing how he feels about attractive men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, definitely. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to... Uh, and I realize I'm probably wrong with it because I just said Kenny and like Kenny is perfectly secure in his masculinity i think well not perfectly but out of a lot of other wrestlers uh so if you don't know what we're talking about uh with this basically um there's uh poppin dogs talking hogs episode with drew gulak who's a very attractive man and drew gulak says to greg and dustin uh i 
I'm like the most handsome man in wrestling, right? Like kind of kidding, but, but like that's saying also, that. I could talk about that for another <laughs> 10 minutes about another man saying like, I'm hot, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there, I feel like there's a lot of that in oh, wrestling. Oh my God. Especially but, popping dogs and talking hot. But yeah, so Drew Gulak's like, I'm like the most handsome man in wrestling, right? And Dustin just goes, uh, we live in a world that Adam Cole lives in, <laughs> which is like so good and so funny. Um, yeah, I just, it operates in a very interesting way. And I think that sort of relationship to other people and to the audience is what makes Adam Cole interesting to me. I still don't think he's a particularly impressive wrestler. I mean, any wrestler is impressive. He's not bad. He's not like, you know, he's not shitty at it. He just, I'm not... Um, he's not doing it for you yet. Yeah, well, he doesn't... Like, there's nothing... When I watch his matches, I don't really remember spots. The things I remember are that he takes a lot of uh, pretty crazy bumps, which is cool, and I obviously think that's great. Like, there are some really good ones in that ladder match that we watched uh, months and months ago. There are some really good ones in uh, the War Games thing that we watched for this. Um, but that's not what he's good at, and I think he is... Not that he's not good at it, but he really knows how to play to his strengths. And his strengths are he's a super fun piece of shit coward. <laughs> and he is very uh, charismatic. and So charismatic. Yeah. I, and I almost think the fact that he's kind of unremarkable in the ring makes him a better heel. Like, I've seen people put forth this argument about Carmella in WWE because she's like, a heel who kind of sucks at wrestling, but it sort of works for her character that she kind of sucks at wrestling. Adam Cole's better than Carmella, but it it almost makes it better because he's playing this guy who will do whatever he can to avoid actually wrestling somebody. <laughs> like, he just doesn't ever, he's always leaving the ring. That's like one of the first things I learned about a good heel is that a good heel runs away. Exactly. And Adam <laughs> Cole is so good at running away. And it's so funny to me. And I I, I think there's like an interesting thing too with him, the the first match we watch for this um, that we want to talk about at least is uh, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus uh, Kenny Omega, Zack Sabre Jr., and Chuck Taylor at uh, PWG Bola 2014. And we watched a promo for that. Yes. Um, which was one of the short clips that we were talking was about. Was Kevin Owens, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole. Yeah. There is a, and what started me on this whole, like, wow, these other guys processing, like, mass, like, attractiveness, being attracted to another man, even if it's only under the surface and nothing they feel like acting on, and that's okay, <laughs> uh, is that Kevin Owens goes on this tangent about, like, I won't suck your dick, but I'll get other people to suck your dick, <laughs> and so I won't weird. make the bucks suck your dick. But I, it's one of those things of, like, if it wasn't wrestling and I just heard that happening, I would immediately go to Twitter and talk about it and end it with, are men okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> again, there's some sort of... Uh, it's it's both overt and possibly subconscious processing of homosocial attraction. Yes! <laughs> and that is like really just like like kissing my fingers. Absolutely. <laughs> what I'm here for. Fucking love that shit. It is... Kevin Owens is a star now, but it is interesting to see someone who is not 100% there yet in promos and in presence. He's 80%, but like the diff the small difference between this one and WWE Kevin yeah. is it's noticeable. It's visible. Yeah, I mean it's a 5 year uh uh time difference. Yeah. This is 2013. So 
seeing all these guys develop is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why... I like seeing baby bucks. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to talk about. So seeing Adam Cole with the bucks gave me such a better perspective for like what Adam Cole is about and almost kind of what the bucks are about too, where Adam Cole and the Young Bucks are both shit kicker heels. Like just <laughs> like pieces of garbage, uh, super cocky. I'm so glad we say shit kicker so much on this show. <laughs> it's such a good non-word. I mean, word. if you're like a dirtbag heel who does super kicks, you're a shit kicker. That's <laughs> so what you are. But looking at them together, it's like, oh, I get this now. Adam Cole is like if the Young Bucks had any kind of sexuality whatsoever. <laughs> because the Young Bucks to me are so... We talk a lot about like how horny wrestling is. The Young Bucks are like the most aggressively anti-horny wrestlers I have maybe ever seen. They are an ace tag team. They're extremely ace to me. <laughs> and granted, maybe some people disagree. I I just find them so sterile. And then Adam Cole is doing almost a, a similar characterization, a similar gimmick, but with so much like sexual kind of sleaze to it. Yeah. It's really interesting. And so Adam Cole's got a cake. Yeah, oh my god, he's thick as fuck in these PWG love ma- it. matches. Yeah, you texted me that last night. Oh man, it was crazy. He's, yeah, no, he's, I mean, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, but it, it just made a lot more sense to me. And then seeing them together and having it be like sort of Adam Cole, the leader, with the two uh, weird asexual demon brothers. In money pants. <laughs> in money pants, wrestling uh, our heroic faces. Um, Kenny Omega, this is Bleach Blonde pre-heel Kenny Omega and uh, Zach. Zach's first match in PWG. So that's like a big deal. It was kind of a, a very good entrance and, and Cole makes him look really good. Yeah. Um, and then, and then of course, you Chuck know, Taylor. Chuck Taylor. Who, Drink, we mentioned Chuck Kenny, Taylor we has, mentioned Chuck on the show. Chuck Taylor <laughs> has sexual tension with multiple people in this match, actually. Yeah, he does. There's like Adam Cole and then he has like a weird thing with Zach where like there's just like I like some unresolved stuff going on of mo- low moral fiber because like it's very different low levels of moral fiber, but nonetheless I believe it because <laughs> Kenny doesn't drink. Yeah. Uh, but this is an episode about Adam Cole, <laughs> so I really the other thing that's funny about the Kevin promo to me is that he just says to him, "I can appreciate pieces of shit." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That is like, I think if there's a thesis statement for liking Adam Cole, it's that. I can, I, can appreci- <laughs> I can appreciate pieces of shit. Exactly. And then one of the bucks, I forget who, just says, valid point, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, because, I mean, there's a lot of jokes around saying the word valid right now. And like, you are valid. Your anger is valid. Well, how you feel about yourself is valid. So to hear one of the bucks be like, you're valid. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so... I really liked seeing, uh, we watched two Adam Cole PWG matches. We watched this Young Bucks one, and then we watched him versus Candice LeRae. Which is, again, another thing that we have been setting up for a long time is talking about Candice, and she absolutely deserves her own episode, but Candice is very early in this show, in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was great to see Candice wrestle. Full circle again. Yes. Um, but I, it's, I liked seeing these because I feel like, Adam Cole to me, it almost is like a throwback gimmick where it's like such classic heel stuff like like I said just that he's a coward I feel like there are a lot of heels that are like cool guy heels now where it's like you people like them because they're like uh 
kind of anti-heroes or... Or Velveteen Dream. Yeah, exactly. Or like sort of antagonist in a different way. Mm -hmm. I like the classic thing of just like... The two, I feel like, classic heel archetypes are cheaters and cowards. And, and he's you both. One, he's both, but I feel like I see him more as coward than cheater. He well, definitely will absolutely cheat. The Don't reason get me wrong. this happened is because he cheats. The reason what happened? The, the reason the Candace match happens is because he cheats. Because yeah. I, I backed up a little bit. He yanked somebody out of the ring, mm-hmm. and somebody was like, We need a hero to fight. And Candace said, I will. Yeah. I'm dressed as a Game Boy. Yeah. So Candace is dressed as a Game Boy. Um, it's very funny. It's awesome. Also, it just like, I feel like it makes so much sense that she and Johnny Gargano are married because Johnny Gargano dresses up like fucking Star Lord and she dresses up like a Game Boy well, and they're just the biggest dorks in the world. Isn't her Twitter header like the Mickey and Minnie like Disneyland honeymoon ears or some shit like that? Yep. Yep. God, I like that. They're so, they're like the most, they, it's like, how did two of like the most pure baby faces like get married and find love and go to Disneyland? Like that yeah. is too perfect. It, the thing is, is that they're also just terrifying gremlins in the ring. Yeah, no, they're, they're very scary. They're demons, but they're, they just love going on like teacup rides. <laughs> it's very cute. I genuinely love it. There's, <laughs> but there is something very beautiful to me about the fact that they are these like scary presences that they hear that I hear about they're in the ring very consistently well they're very tough they're tough in the ring she's intergender wrestling and she kicks ass but that she then goes and does like that she balances it with like sorry for using this word the most normie shit possible extremely normie yeah I like it I love it actually it's awesome um but yeah this match this is I think from the same uh, weekend as the Young Bucks Omega ZSJ Chuck match. I think it was like the next night or something. Um, but yeah, it's for the PWG title. Adam Cole is the title holder. And in PWG, I feel like the, the title holder is almost always a heel, which is like kind of fun. Like, uh, cause I get it. Uh, yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. Like a lot of times they will win the title as a baby face and then turn heel, which is kind of fun. Like the, the, PWG title is like corrupting somehow. It like yeah. makes you like an evil person. It's like the ring. Yeah. But Ad, but Cole has just always been evil. He's, yeah. I don't think I've, I, I Maybe wonder, he's what made it evil. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I he, have got never, his, he got his possum water on it. I have never seen uh, Adam Cole as a baby face. I don't think I want to. No, he's, why? Yeah, he's, he got his possum Ooh. water on it. <laughs> <laughs> he baptized it in the unholy... Like just brackish his, pond that he, he lived in. He just shook his hair on it, <laughs> his, and it's cursed his now. Greasy fucking hair. Uh. Yeah. So he. This is an interesting intergender match too, because again, it's sort of a classic intergender match in that um, it's a male heel versus a female face, which is kind of the easiest way to do inter- intergender. Yeah. But Adam Cole just fucking beats the shit out of her but she beats the shit out of him okay she gets in a little bit of offense but he is in control almost that entire time yeah and i think but i think that's interesting like i'm not saying that because i think candace isn't a good wrestler like no that's how they decided to run that match yeah but and i think it's that's a mark of a good wrestler that she was also willing to take these bumps well yeah no absolutely that i guess what i'm saying is like when i say adam cole is in control all the time i'm not saying that as anything detrimental to candace no, at all no, no, no. okay i just wanted to clear that up but He's, like, very dominant. Yeah. And I, I just think it's, um, I don't know, almost, like, kind of risky to do that. Like, I, I think it's easy to do that and have it 
be very uncomfortable to watch. We and I did not find that this to be uncomfortable. Got to watch. a very good email about that. I remember back in April, I forget from who, and I don't know if they want to be named on here, so I won't. But they talked about why they would be uncomfortable with an intergender match. And this helped me understand that email a little better in terms of like riding the line. This could be uncomfortable. It's not, thankfully, but you to can. To me, I mean. Yeah, you know, I mean, to, to others, if it's uncomfortable, exactly. that's your prerogative. But to us, it was fine. Yeah, and I, I'm just saying that to be like, again, I think that it's because Cole is such a good heel and like inhabits that character. Like, you're fucking pissed off at him the whole time when he's beating her up and you are so excited when she gets some offense in and she does get some good offense in for sure. I mean, I love her. I don't know the technical term for it. Her elbow chop thing that she does ad nauseum because it actually does look like it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when she does like the double stomp on his dick. Yeah. That's cool. It's fun, um, but nonetheless... You're you're pissed off that he's winning, but you're not uncomfortable that he's winning. Yeah, like he. It's interesting too because it's somebody who we have spent a lot of time talking about their sexuality, and he's definitely like a sleazy horn dog in that. But it's not uncomfortable. Like he almost reins it in a little bit. Yeah, which is again, I think, speaks to, you know, even as I say, I'm not super impressed with him. Like in ring, speaks to a very intelligent performer. Yep, that's yeah. it. Well, because, I mean, he his character is dirtbag, but who he is as a person seems to be very dedicated to his partner. Yeah, so... I don't know if he's it. married to her or not. I know she went to dental school, yeah. and that's really great. So that's, and he was congratulating her on his Twitter, and it was super cute. That's the other interesting thing about Adam Cole, is he almost always plays a heel, but in real life is supposedly like a big sweetheart. Yeah, he's uh, has a long-term girlfriend who's also a wrestler whose name is Britt Britsburg Baker. She is a she just graduated from dental school like a month ago. BBB? Yeah, Britsburg Baker. Why isn't she the better business bureau? It's her gimmick. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, I mean, she like Britsburg. Yeah, she's great, and it, I've actually seen them tag together, which is oh, really fun. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, um, they wrestled in Wrestle Circus, a promotion in Austin where I used to live, and I got to see them, and it was really fun. But um, but yeah. yeah, like he's just a seems like a genuinely nice guy, and also not like a super like horny gross dude it doesn't seem like he seems like kind of reserved almost it makes the character almost more interesting that he clearly has this in a well somewhere he has a reserve of it somewhere but he (laughs) only lets it out in ways that are like pre-planned and I don't want to say healthy because wrestling is not healthy, <laughs> but I don't know if I have a better word for it. So but I'm going to say healthy. That are assets to him. Yes. He, assets. Again, I think the thing that makes him interesting to me after watching this stuff with you is that he is someone who is so aware of his strengths. Yeah. And and is very judicious about when when to be, you know, when to do what, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just find that so interesting and I'm really glad we did this episode because I really didn't uh think that much of him before this I really didn't I I think that's probably gonna happen with any guys we don't like or I like there's gonna be an eventual episode where we were like oh we're not so hot on this guy why don't we find out about it and we just spend the whole time being down in the dumps <laughs> I'm so scared of it well no I think that this speaks to sort of my philosophy about watching wrestling in general which is most of the time, I mean, not everything. There is absolutely uh, shitty garbage wrestling that makes me mad, 100%. But 
there's usually enough to like. If you want to talk yourself into liking it, you can. If you want to enjoy it, you can find a way to enjoy it. There's it's, so much to enjoy. Granted, there's nothing wrong with being critical. There's nothing wrong with not liking things. I'm not one of those people that's like, mm, we just need positive energy or whatever. Like, no, if you don't like something, fucking good for you. Great. But I want to enjoy this. So yeah. I'm going to find things that I like wherever I can find them. The I world them. already sucks. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what's so cool about wrestling to me as a viewer is I think that it's one of the only things that like you can't view cynically because if you view it cynically, why are you watching it? It's fake. <laughs> like if you're being you, cynical about it, take that cynicism to its logical conclusion and turn it off because it's not real. I have to talk about him singing Call Me Maybe. Because <laughs> it's just, it's made for me and I appreciate the universe made it for me. In speaking to Cass' point that wrestling is late to everything, I think it is absolutely hysterical that they decided to do a Call Me Maybe cover in February 2017. <laughs> but it's very endearing. It's There's so many things that are funny about it, and it made me kind of appreciate sort of the humor of being the elite a little more, because early in this clip, which we will link to, um, is that is like Kenny doing a spit take and they do this really choppy cut to Adam Cole covered in an inordinate amount of water on his shirt. <laughs> and then it, I think it was like a MySpace related miscommunication. Again, this is a video in 2017, <laughs> but they do this great bit where Kenny pulls a microphone out of his pants, <laughs> which is like some spinal tap shit. And they all sing, call me maybe. And they're all flat. They're which, so bad. They're so bad. But, but with okay. so much intensity. So much intensity. <laughs> you get the feeling that like maybe the, the Bucks and Adam Cole are doing it ironically, but we've seen Kenny sing enough in ring that you know that he just likes karaoke. <laughs> he just likes karaoke and is awful at it. And I respect that so much. But he's sincere and that's all that matters at karaoke. Yeah, exactly. No, I, when I say he's bad, I mean like he literally cannot sing well. He's, it's again like where I'm like. His teenage dream cover is fucking atrocious. It's the, it's the analogy I will use with, with Adam Cole, which is like, I don't think Adam Cole is like a super uh, interesting in-ring in performer. I think he is a very good professional wrestler. Mm -hmm. Kenny Omega is not a good singer. He's a great karaokeer. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Um, so War Games, I picked this for Rachel for a number of reasons. Um, number one, it is the most uh, gratuitously high concept uh, match type, which is very <laughs> funny to me. Um, number two. Um, I thought it would be an interesting way to talk about this sort of fun interest. It's interesting to me that they brought war games back. So I wanted to talk about that. Like it's history as a thing in WCW with Dusty Rhodes. Uh, number three, Adam Cole is a possum and he spends a lot of time climbing chain link fence in this like, like a, a possum. possum. <laughs> so Specifically like a possum that I knew in my youth. But I just, uh, the war games thing is so funny when they're all in the cages because I brought up Spinal Tap because you know the part in Spinal Tap where they're all stuck in the pods and can't get yeah. out? Yeah. That was immediately, I was like, wow, wrestling really is this <laughs> but the history of it yeah i didn't know that it they because they the way they introduce it is like oh dusty Rhodes invented this right his son is here so 
First of all, it's weird that they introduce his son Goldust as Dustin Rhodes. That's very strange. Like, that's Goldust. Yeah, that's Goldust. It's like, why is he Dustin Rhodes now? But I do want to give a little bit of background. Obviously, I probably am going to get some of this stuff wrong and, um, you know, grain of salt, look it up on Wikipedia. But for Rachel and for our listeners, War Games, like this sort of thing was a, first it was a North American Wrestling Association, which was like a, a big governing body in the territory days. Okay. Then that eventually sort of evolved into WCW, which was the rival um, promotion to WWE, like in the Monday Night Wars. Okay. Like when we're talking Attitude Era, like yeah. WCW is sort of their rival. So War Games comes from WCW, but WWE bought the rights to WCW uh, a couple years ago, like at the end of the Monday Night Wars. So it's really interesting to me that they are bringing back this old kind of retro match type from another promotion, a rival promotion, and redoing it and like sort of modernizing it. I think that's very interesting. I think it is, again, sort of indicative of this kind of softening we're seeing mm. with WWE and its relationship to other promotions, particularly with NXT. Vince is still Vince, but Triple H definitely seems to be if he's not open to it, he at least clearly wants to give the impression that he's open to um, his guys because he's the one booking NXT, um, collaborating with and appearing in other promotions and doing cross-promotional stuff. Which the By other the time this will have come out, we'll have seen Adam Cole at Evolve. Exactly. So that's like a big deal. They're letting Adam Cole, who is currently the North American champion... Um, he, he has, I, which is one of my favorite belt designs. I really like it. Um, Google it if you haven't seen it. But he's going to be de- defending that title at an Evolve show that we're going to be at, which is like really cool. Like that very rarely, I can't, I can't remember the last time something like that happened to WWE. Um, so yeah. I, Especially I just, in North America. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. they did it in Japan back yeah. in the day, but uh, it, it's, it's very unusual. So that's why uh, I picked War Games. Um, we... Well, what did you think of this? Tell me what you thought of this. I, maybe it was the lack of sleep. The setting of the match was really fun. I was not that compelled by the match itself. I found it a little difficult to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's because it was a lot of cooks in the kitchen and it's regimented in a different way than the rumble where you have, where they like space it out very nicely. Yeah. I kept reminding and being like, oh, I missed that spot. What was it? Mm-hmm. If I watch this tomorrow, I could have a totally different opinion. No, I but, don't like. It's fine if you didn't like it. No, don't, don't second guess yourself. No, it's I'm okay. not second guessing. <laughs> I'm saying that, like, you know, my opinions can change. Absolutely, absolutely. I am a Libra. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought it was the way a lot of the shots were framed. It was very clearly the beginning of a coronation for Adam Cole that is extremely happening in, in NXT and WWE right now. What did you think of the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole's tag partners? Because that's like what he spent a lot of time doing in NXT for the last, um, I don't know, at least six months, maybe a year, is working with Bobby Fish, the guy with the mustache, and Kyle O'Reilly, the guy who looks like he uh, tortures uh, neighborhood pets. (laughs) (laughs) Those two guys. Uh, I like that they are essentially he's trying to get them to look like him as much as possible. It's again, it's almost Bucks like where it's like this gross, uh, sleazy dude has sort of weaseled his way into being the leader. He did the same thing with um, I I, I should have brought this up earlier when we were talking about being the elite. 
he Adam Cole did a very similar angle yeah to what Cody Rhodes eventually did um with being the elite where he was sort of the other kind of alpha guy in Bullet Club jockeying for the Bucks kind of favor with with Kenny um but then he got signed to NXT so they did a plot where they murdered him <laughs> being the elite so Adam Cole is dead in that universe in the universe of being the elite wrestling's so good <laughs> it's really good but yeah I just think uh I think the Undisputed Era is like a really funny I don't know if they're supposed to be funny but to me they read as funny like I think they're, they're just supposed these... to be a little funny, but to us, they're very funny <laughs> because we have right. irony poisoning. I think that's probably right. I because I was talking to um, last night, Rachel and I were at a comedy show and I was talking to at um, Kath's comedy show. <laughs> uh, my friend David Twitey, who we're going to get on the show eventually, he's a wrestling fan, but he was saying when the Undisputed Era debuted, he kind of didn't get it. Like he was just like, they're doing this like invasion angle, like this, like we're going to change NXT, but they're just like kind of shrimpy little snot-nosed yeah, assholes. Yeah, he was like, they need a fourth guy. Yeah, and I and to me, them being shrimpy snot-nosed assholes, like, is the point. Like, it yeah. is the... F- that's, like, why I like them. Because they're just, <laughs> like, they're just dicks. Now they have the tag belts, and Kyle O'Reilly comes out playing air guitar on the yeah. tag belt. It's so good. It's, it's so funny. Very stupid. I think the other two guys in Undisputed have, a, like, the potential for a very cool future if WWE doesn't screw the pooch, but I understand what I'm saying when I wish for that. Sure, so. yeah. I, I just think it's interesting that they're developing him simultaneously as kind of a leader of a three-man team. Cool dad Don Crenshaw. Cool dad Don Crenshaw. Perfect transition. <laughs> he is almost, Dustin predicted so well his eventual gimmick because I feel like he is basically the cool dad Don Crenshaw of Undisputed Era. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, (laughs) there's a video of Dustin that I have watched probably uh, verging on an unhealthy amount of times (laughs) where he talks about a lot of different gimmicks he has. I've referenced it a lot on this show of like his gimmicks that no one will use. But the one that he loves to talk about for Adam Cole is that Adam Cole should be cool dad Don Crenshaw, (laughs) where he's like a cool stepdad who's like, keep it down, I'm going to work in the garage. And he's like, (laughs) keeps his hair in a ponytail and in Dustin's words, takes it down when they go to the lake. And I have to say, perfect, just like pitch perfect characterization. Like going to the lake is such a specific region of North America. Yeah, just like that. He just like, God bless him. You're not going to the ocean. You're not going mm-hmm. to Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. You are going to the lake. Dad at the lake. <laughs> Dad at the lake is such an iconic energy. Like, it just makes so much sense. It is so evocative. God, this you know? is like, you know, like, I think I'm pretty good at, like, absorbing this and na- analyzing this. But I would be nothing without a partner who says... <laughs> iconic energy of dad at the lake because i don't know you've had a dad at the lake right of course i feel like every dad is a dad at the lake at some point and they like draw a lot of power from it yeah and if you don't have like a dad at the lake you have an uncle at the lake who has served as your dad at the lake i have a dad at the lake hell yeah oh your dad owns a cabin my dad has a cabin (laughs) on the scroon river and he loves to be dad at the lake i also i think it's funny that um, Adam Cole clearly has that energy because we talked about this on the first episode too. Because uh, when we were first talking about him, I was like, he is he is Florida. He is Florida in a he is Florida man. Like he's Florida man. 
Um, but a very but he's specific, from Philly. He's from Pennsylvania, but he does bill himself as being from Florida. So, like, he clearly gets it. Like, he is kayfabe Florida. I love and, the phrase build from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Kayfabe Florida is really good, too. K- he's kayfabe Florida. But again... He's not beach Florida. He is inland Florida. He is sexy dirtbag Florida. <laughs> he's going to the lake. He's not going to the ocean. Yeah. He's going to hang out in the glades, maybe kick a baby gator. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that video like last week of that guy capturing that gator and getting knocked out by the gator hitting him no. in the head with his head it's really good his sunglasses go flying off his head as he's knocked <laughs> out cold by a gator tied up who just decided to use its head <laughs> if a gator is listening to this please don't fuck with me you will win <laughs> please gators we love you don't I, hurt us i don't love them i respect them I respect and fear them. I respect and fear gators but anyway cool dad don crenshaw yeah dad energy extreme dad energy in his tag team um so i kind of agree with you about this war games i liked it i think that there's um it's interesting to watch this and then watch like that for example the ladder match from uh nxt takeover new orleans where they're both things that are super Mm multi-man lots of things going on at once um, but one, that ladder match is clearly just orchestrated so much better. It's beautiful. And I think it's also, and this is projecting, I think a lot of people do this with NXT stuff, which we talked about in our, um, Velveteen Dream episode. People really Patreon like- Patreon only. Yeah, Patreon only. Um, <laughs> I think people project a lot of, uh, developmental stuff on NXT because they know it's a developmental league. So it's like, oh, well, they've gotten so much better since then. It's like, I don't really know. You know, I, I I think people can be kind of patronizing about NXT yeah. is basically what I'm saying. But I do think it's like, I think you can tell these people are kind of green in this match because it is not paced great. Ooh. There's a lot of stuff that... Um, if they trimmed five, I would probably have different opinions about this match. Yeah, it's a little long and there's a couple seg- there's a couple pieces of time where nothing really happens. And I think that might be because there was an injury. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure. Uh, I can't remember who it is. I think it might be Killian Dade gets his head split open and they have to use the entire second ring to like sew up his head. <gasps> so I, I think that might be part of it. But... <gasps> Um, there are some things I really like in this. Um, there, the, there are a few other people that do cool stuff, but since this is Adam Cole, I will stick with him. I just love him climbing that cage. I think it is the funniest shit ever. I, when I was a kid, I had a little deck that my dad built off of my back room and my mom, I am my mother's daughter and we both love to give strays, stray cats fucking food. <laughs> and I, when I was a child, I would hear weird noises out there and then I heard the sound of animals mating one night. And I stuck my head out my window to be like, what the hell's going on back there? And it was two possums humping. <laughs> <laughs> and they crawled along the rails of my little back porch deck that my dad <laughs> built, just like Adam Cole. Yeah, and their names were Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. And <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in the, but then the possums showed up later with babies. Oh, they're so gross looking. I yeah, love they're, them. They're really cute and gross. Um, <laughs> Adam Cole makes me like possums more. Yeah, he uh, he he does because he looks like a cute version of one, which is appreciated. Yeah. But you said you said that you um, felt like this match was just kind of the coronation of Adam Cole. Like there was a lot of 
uh, focus on him. Like he starts the match. There's and then... the framing where he's stuck in the corner with, I think, the Authors of Pain. Is that mm-hmm. the name mm-hmm. of the team? All right. There's the framing where he's stuck in the corner with the Authors of Pain. And then the other guys do a mirror image thing where they take him out on the sides. And the only person who isn't hurt is Adam Cole. Right. And he's and right he's in the middle. framed in the middle the entire time. And we love to talk about the symbolism of WWE. We love to talk about. We love to analyze that because it's fun. But that's a coronation right there. That's saying, look at this golden boy. Look at this man who was not injured. Look yeah. at this man who wins the match. Well, yeah, he he, he wins. Um, I... I think, like, another thing I wanted to say about this War Games that I think is weird is, like, from what I know about it, what they used to do is it would be... They do sort of the same format where it was like people start and then people are gradually sort of released. I also love the way the divine lighting lets them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the idea that that's randomized. Yeah, it's very funny. Well, that's kind of why I like it. Like that's sort of in defense of this framing is why I it's it's fun because it's so carny. Well, let me like what I was gonna say is that it's okay. (laughs) Uh, What I was gonna say is what they used to do is. it would be one guy would come out at once instead of two guys from two guys let it out at the take same time. Four fucking ever. <laughs> well, they would. They you, you can change the amount of time. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be set up the same way. But I think that kind of works better because it's the way that this is supposed to work, and the reason that this is supposed to be interesting is it gives one team the advantage for two minutes, and then it gives the other team an advantage for two minutes because um, their guys coming in fresh. Yeah. So it's supposed to constantly be switching who is in charge. Yeah. So I just think it's weird to do it with two people at once. Like, because it's so dramatic. Like, when it starts and it's... um, Adam Cole and I forget the other guy's name. I'm not going to look it up. I'm sorry. It's a guy in Sanity. I, I apologize. But... It's Adam Cole and the guy from Sanity, and then both Undisputed Era guys come in, and it's like, okay, now that's three on one? Like, yeah. that's, not, like, what can you even do? Like, some of you have to just not wrestle if you're three on one. Yeah, the only thing I got out of that is, like, why are they letting themselves tire tire out early? Yeah, and it's supposed to be to beat up the other guy, but, like, if you're three on one, you don't even have to do that. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know, there were some things about the execution that I thought were weird, but... Uh, Adam Cole does what he does best, which is be a coward and take really insane bumps. Um, I so I enjoyed good, that. I do love a good foreign object. Yep, a lot of that. In and this. there's a lot of that in this mm-hmm. with like the 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 stick and stuff. And Killian Dane just throwing in a lot of trash cans, yep. which to our possum point, exactly really works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I what's sort of odd to me about this is I think my favorite Adam Cole matches is stuff we haven't watched for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff we've already seen. So Adam Cole, Aleister Black with the ladders and stuff, that's a, I think that is his best match. Yeah. And again, um, I think that's because of his background in CZW. Yeah. Like he knows how to have a ladder match and yeah. he's in, he wins the ladder match at TakeOver. Yeah. And like, the ladder match is incredible and beautiful. It's so good. And you know, uh, it it has a much more uh, consistent and well-paced uh, story to tell than this board games match, I think. You know what I realized might be the issue for the war games match for me is that all of the tag teams are kind of cut from a similar cloth. Well, everybody's big except Undisputed Era. 
dirt burlap. Yeah. That's yeah. the cloth all of these tag teams <laughs> were cut from. And like one are the skinny guys and one are the big guys and the other one are the hairy guys. It's just I don't think it's enough difference between the teams for me to like really be able to differentiate and find something in it to latch on to. Yeah. That might be a me problem. Well, there's yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. What I, I think my final thought on Adam Cole is that it's very funny that he's billed as six feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, because he's I, clearly I, not. Because he has a very, we've been talking about different energies this whole time. He has a very specific shorter guy, by which shorter I mean just like under six feet energy, in that he's not angry about the fact that he's under six feet. It's that he's owning the fact that he's under six feet. And I think that is a great allegory for why Adam Cole is good at what he does, which is owning what he is. I just find it interesting uh, because of the history of build heights in wrestling. That's um, back in the day, it used to be a carny thing. People would travel around. Mm-hmm. Like when we saw in the Andre the Giant documentary, most people had not seen these wrestlers before they came to town to wrestle. Yeah. So you'd hear stories about them and you'd read about them in magazines and you would see their build height and their build weight. I mean, we even had a mess up on the Andre thing. We were like, oh, he's build is 7'4 and we bought it and he was obviously still big but he was not seven he was like four. seven foot yeah yeah so um that was a thing and and most wrestlers were billed sort of at more fantastical proportions than mm-hmm. they actually had that has it has not gone away um there are definitely like for example Rey mysterio is billed as five six and is like five at, two at best five three like yeah definitely not five six most wrestlers who are billed as five ten are about five seven yeah um but it, it's not as big of a thing anymore because who even looks at build heights? You see them on TV. Like, yeah. they're there. You don't have to, you know, to, like, worry about it. Um, but I just think it's very funny that Adam Cole is billed as six feet because it's like, you don't really need to. Like, he doesn't look small. Like, he's fine. He did, however, I will say he did look small um, in the Royal Rumble. Like, Ooh. on the main roster, he is, like... He's small. He's small compared to them, which but is, like... that works, yeah. Let him be small. It's Let fine. him be a small coward heel. Well, I also think it speaks to the fact that size in wrestling is so stupid to like it's stupid to me to only be like, oh, we need like big guys. Because it's all about proportion. It's all about how big you look relative to other people. So you don't have to get all these seven foot guys if you don't want to, because like a six four guy is gonna look big if you don't have any seven foot guys. Like <laughs> I, I, I've said this about New Japan before, where, like, the biggest guy in New Japan is probably uh, this guy, Bad Luck Folly, right? Mm-hmm. Bad Luck Folly is 6'4". Bad Luck Folly would not look big in WWE. He looks huge in New Japan. Yeah. And that's great. Like, that's fine. You don't need everybody to be a monster and then have all of these incredibly talented uh super great workers who are taller than us be billed as short guys yeah exactly <laughs> who, it was like and then vince being like oh well you know they look so small compared to it's like well they wouldn't if you wouldn't hire a bunch of giants who can't wrestle <laughs> like, going back to rationalizing <laughs> the irrational i don't think we can do that with vince <laughs> totally totally absolutely right <laughs> uh, but this was our adam cole episode yeah uh thanks for listening um, we love y'all we really appreciate it. We really appreciate everybody who has pledged to our Patreon and joined our Discord and done all of that stuff. It's been really fun building this community with you guys, and we can't wait to build it more. 
Yeah, hell yeah. If you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, you can do so. We have a lot of different tiers, a lot of different fun stuff. A lot of different fun stuff coming. Patreon.com slash WrestleSplania. And you can find us at Gmail, on Instagram, on Twitter, at WrestleSplania. And as always, rate, review, subscribe. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Greg. (laughs) God damn it, Greg. God damn it, Joel Hardy, the phantasmagoric speed star. Is that going to be our Greg fact? <laughs> it should be our Greg fact. <laughs> <laughs>